the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture, comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me again for Season Watch, and I'm excited to pick up where we left off last time. First of all, let's just pray. And Lord, we just uh, thank you, God, so much that you have promised you will never leave us or forsake us. Uh, I just pray that for those of us who love you and know you or want to know you, that you just fill us with your spirit right now, that you give us a sense of your companionship in these crazy days and lead us with uh, your our right hand, Lord. So we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So first of all, I kind of want to bring up uh, my book. If you haven't uh, checked the the link on, on KPraise yet, I do have a book. It's called The Lost, A Story of Christmas. And it's that time of year where you might consider checking it out. And it's about a family facing some challenges to their faith and how the events unfold to cause them to become the center of an inspirational Christmas message. So it's uh, fiction, so something to pick up maybe if you enjoy reading Christian fiction or if you know people who do. It's actually on sale right now, so what a bargain. Um, so we had some good feedback, so you can go check that out. It's on Amazon, and you can get the link on Capraise or my website. Um, also, just a reminder, Halloween is coming. It's around the corner. I told you a couple episodes ago, please go grab some tracks so you can hand them out with your candy and if you're bold like uh, like I am, I put up signs, and you just never know when you have opportunity to uh, speak the word of truth to somebody or encourage them. Just even drop the Jesus name because that's there's no other name by which we can be saved. And so take advantage of they're coming to your house for goodness sake. So be a blessing and get the light out. And we have the whole holiday season ahead of us. So start thinking about can you decorate? Can you do things? Can you put signs? Just put that cheerful smile in the the light of Jesus on and look at every clerk you deal with, every person and say, Lord, is there something I can say? He will create a moment. You, you, you can't talk to everybody, but I'm just urging everyone now who loves Jesus, condition your heart now and look forward to this time because the days are getting darker. We don't know when we're going to get interrupted. We don't know uh, when things will change, when we'll lose opportunities. And we, we have to remember that there are still people, even in this culture, who simply have not heard the simple gospel that God loves you. He has a good plan for your life. And Jesus has already paid for your sins. You can go to heaven for free. Just say yes. He's waiting to hear from you. Just tell him you want this gift and that 
you can go to heaven. And of course, he gives us a Holy Spirit. He starts to change us and he causes us to follow him and to know him. Jesus said, this is eternal life that you would know God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So it's it's not just a checkbox, everybody, of course, but that's the gateway, a sincere repentance and having Jesus in your life. So be ready to just say that. The simple gospel, there's not a lot to it. Let Jesus do the rest, okay? So let's get out there. And just remember that there are people, no matter what you say, they will never receive it. So we don't get in arguments. We just plant the seed. I even say to people sometimes, I talk about creation and things like that, and they say, nah, I don't, I don't believe. And, and I just say, okay, you've, you've already decided. That's fine. I just want to make sure you knew. And no big deal. God, God can stir it up later. That's his thing. So, um, but we know that even when Jesus was out there ministering and doing miracles, a huge percentage never followed him. They just liked the stuff he did. And so we we are just called to be faithful. That's it with a good heart. So let's get out there and be ready to answer for things. And um, we just know that when he Jesus went unto his own, his own received him not, but um, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 12 through 13 says that all who live uh, desire to live godly for Jesus Christ will suffer persecution, and we're seeing some things changing um, towards Christians right now. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And this is the condition that we're seeing. If you're paying attention at all, uh, I, I talked to a guy the other day. I said, you know, things are getting kind of crazy around here, huh? And and he goes, uh, yeah, the people are driving nuts. I'm like, driving? This is not what I'm talking about. And so some people just won't see it. The deception is growing worse than ever today, and people aren't seeing it. And what's so strange is the deceivers are the liars, and yet they're trying to fact check our free speech. But that's just because the truth will set you free. We know that, right? Um, And so I tell you, there's people I know that believe everything the government tells them. And I was talking to someone the other day, and um, we were talking about how New York wants to go 100% uh, green, uh, all renewable energy, no fossil fuels. And I'm like, how's that going to work? And she's like, oh, I guess they have it figured out. And I'm thinking, yep, they've got it figured out all right, friends. They do have it figured out because it seems like they want to kill us or control us. I guess we'll have to pay attention and see. But um, if you just even look at what's happening in Europe, they, they just those gas lines got blown up. I pray for the people in Europe. They're going to have a hard winter. And so uh, what we're seeing, these intrigues, these millions of lives being put in jeopardy, these quick changes every day, uh, this plan is on purpose. And it's not because it, that humans have this great plan. It's because it's not actually their plan uh, if you wonder, why are they doing it this way? This this is a weird plan. It doesn't seem like it's very helpful. Well, it's not a good plan for humans because it's not a human plan. This is a satanic plan to fulfill exactly what Jesus said to the leaders of his day. Um, he said in John eight forty four, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not the truth because the truth is not in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks for himself because he's a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you these things, you do not believe me. So we're, here, we're seeing that a lot. And we remember that Jesus said, my sheep 
Hear My Voice. So we're going to continue to talk about these things, uh, pick up where we left off. So let's fasten our truth belts and finish our discussion on the Bible's dominion principles. Because last week we were past for ti- pressed for time and I had to zip through them a bit, but these patterns are worthy of our attention. Um, so as we said last time, that Satan has enticed humans into enacting his highly complex plan. But as we started to say that um, these are all his schemes, and he's locking them into place rapidly in order to finally take total dominion of the earth. The Bible calls him the God of this world, and yet he does not have total control up to this point. Humans have always resisted him, and because of his evil devices, nobody wants to go completely for what he does. But he does not have a good plan for humanity, even though he deceives us into thinking his his ideas are good. But moreover, God has not let him take control. He's always intervened, but we're seeing that's about to change. Uh, It appears that this is the time. The time has come to fulfill Romans chapter 1, where God talks about, you know, the people of this world are resisting God and the truth and that they prefer lives. So he's going to give them over to their vile affections and their retrograde minds. I should have picked the other word. Um, The world appears to be uh, burned out on faith, and we're seeing this falling away. Even the churches are more than ever uh, fulfilling Paul's warning in 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4, that for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own devices, desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So, Friends, I hope you're in a church that's teaching the Bible and talks about prophecy. Was it like two-thirds of the Bible is prophecy? It's about the future, and much of it has not come true yet, so we should keep an eye on things. So please be in a good Bible-teaching church, and uh, then we won't be deceived. So the world is ready to receive the lies from Satan. We're ready to follow him into his trap. He's going to lead us into slavery. We talked about Yuval Noah Harari and his ilk and all those people who want total control. That's what they want. They want to do it through fear and obedience. And we see it slowly creeping in. They're, They're locking in their plans. And this is an old desire of Satan to gain dominion over the human race, God's special creation. So in this way, he fulfills his desire to be like the Most High, which he wanted, it said in Isaiah 14, 14. He also wants to imitate the kingdom of God. So he wants to somehow appear omnipresent. He also wants to somehow be all-knowing, and he wants to be all-powerful. So we see how the things they're arranging now are going to help him do that. And once we look at Revelation and the condition of the global um, the global government that gets set in, in the tribulation period, we see that this is Satan's attempt to have global power and to appear to be globally present, like to know everything that's going on. And they're going to do it through technology. They told us straight up. Um, And so he has to align his team. And uh, even though he wants to be like God, he can actually only create 
a system that helps him to appear like God. It's like uh, not it's not his real powers. So he creates a system to exert his presence everywhere through technology, total global surveillance technology of every human. They say they can do that now. And total control of every human's communications, movements, spending through technology and digital currency. So that's the groundwork. We kind of laid that in previous episodes. And so now we're going to dig deeper in the scriptures about the dominion principle Last time we pointed out that the earth was created for humans. It says in the Bible that he inhab- He created the earth to be inhabited and that God gave the dominion um, to humans over all creation. And then tri- uh, Satan tried to usurp the dominion by lying to Eve. And he said to her, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And then God cursed Satan and gave the promise of a savior that would take back dominion in Genesis 3.15. And he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So we see that this is the first promise of the savior. He also said that you're going to go about on your belly. So he slithers around the world. He doesn't have the same um, power he did as an angel, although he has a great power of an influence, he's stuck slithering around the earth on his belly. Anyway, after that, there was a new power structure because uh, humans gave over and opened up the door to share authority on the earth. And they, they actually shared dominion. We kind of shared dominion in a way with Satan since we opened the door inviting his influence because, again, he said, you will know both good and evil, which means we get to hear both God's side and Satan's side. And that's how he comes to influence and rule us. And we're not very good at resisting Satan. We can resist God pretty good. Nah, I don't want to do that. But Satan goes, hey, why don't you? And we're jump up and do it. So you see how he has so much power on the earth because we're we're just jellyfish to him. Um, and we see this principle in Jesus's temptation also, because we understand that that Satan really does have influence. And it says in Luke 4, 6, that the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all this will be yours. So it's amazing that Satan seems to actually have the authority to raise up nations and to um, stand and to hand over power to whoever he wants. Whoever will do his bidding, he can hand over power to them. And then after the curse on Satan, he begins to uh, he begins his plot to take total dominion of the creation, right, and to thwart the rescuing promise of a savior. For all humanity. So God promised he's going to save humanity from this curse that came and, and all creation with it. Actually, Romans tells us that creation groans together, waiting for the adoption of the sons of God. And so everything is cursed and under this curse of death. And uh, it's the Savior who's going to set it right. So Satan has to stop this plan. So the Bible records how he actually tempted Cain with pride and envy as, and Cain uh, and his brother Abel were the first two, and so he tempted Cain by, and God says that sin lies at the door, but you must have mastery over it to Cain. But Cain gave in and still ki- instead killed his brother. And when he killed his brother, Satan kind of took care of, of both heirs or potential saviors in one, because remember, he doesn't actually know God's full plan. 
because he doesn't know God's full plan, he's guessing who's the Savior, where's the Savior come from. God is so good, he kind of disguises. The Bible even talks about how um, the natural man can't discern these things that are spiritually discerned, and God has um, made them only understood through spiritual means for those who want to hear the truth. And so we we learn that Satan can hear these plans but can't quite figure out the puzzle, so he's guessing all the time. So he gets Cain to kill Abel and took care of both of them at the same time, but uh, that wasn't the end of it. God still kept going. But what's weird is that God kind of had this sort of grace on Cain. He didn't judge him right away, and he just told him to go out and go into a foreign land. Well, that means Cain and his whole family, as they say, raising Cain, the whole family was able to continue in sin. They were never punished. And in fact, God forbade others from punishing anybody for this. That's why we don't see this um, this government of justice until after Noah. And that's when God instills justice and that man is responsible for justice because it didn't work without it. And I think God's just showing us these principles. He's give, He's showing us through all of history— that all the ways he tried to let us accept him and follow him on our own, and at every stage we weren't capable of doing it. That's why the Savior had to come. So anyway, so uh, so Cain, uh, through his family, they enticed uh, the sons of God to just um, intermarry with them, and uh, pretty soon the whole earth was full of violence. And so the only pure line was through Noah. And so God preserved Noah and he sent a flood and and judged the whole earth because it was full of violence and continually full of sin. And God regretted it. So you see another principle where Satan got the whole world to be so bad that God had to judge it. And he's trying to thwart the plan of the Savior, which will have dominion, which he wants that dominion. So after the flood, Satan organized the Tower of Babel. And, of course, this is the first time that he really pulled together a whole bunch of humans for one goal. And so we see him again practicing and trying and experimenting how to organize against God. And so he says in Genesis 11, come, let's build our si- ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in, hev- in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Well, why would he do that? Because God told them to go around the whole earth, be fruitful and multiply, and and fill the whole earth. Well, Satan figured out that it was easier to keep everybody in one place to have dominion, right? If everybody's spread out, how are you going to have dominion? There was no technology yet. Um, and so this is the first time that we see that there's a one-world government and a one-world religion. And so God confused their language. In in verse 6, uh, 11.6, it says, Indeed, the people are of one, and they have one language. Now nothing is prevented for them to do that they want to try to do. So interestingly, he created different languages. They could not speak to each other. It's funny, if you look at the... Um, Indo, if you look at the linguistics map of all the languages, I think they can't get them down to less than 10 families. Uh, they don't seem to cross over. And they all started in the Mediterranean. They can all be traced back to the Mediterranean, all the families. How do all the families of unique, unrelated languages start in one place when everybody's together? Further evidence. Anyway. So we see that God confused it, and he thwarted that plan, and it took a long time for everybody to have one language again, but we're pretty much there. And um, 
after that, God decided to organize people himself, and he chose Abraham to uh, start the nation of Israel and represent God to the whole world, and he brought the promises of the Messiah through uh, Israel and through the Abraham line, which was still faithful. He always chooses the remnant, the faithful remnant, to carry on while the majority do not accept or follow him, which is what Jesus said, right? He said, broad is the way to destruction and many there be on it. Narrow is the way to life and few there be that find it. And so we have to continually remember that God has a remnant and we can't stop to seek them and to connect with them and to draw them to God. So after this, uh, Satan tries to disqualify or destroy or stop the Messiah many times by causing Israel to sin because he understood the prophecies that the Messiah was going to come through Israel. He got them to worship devils and do all kinds of terrible things and burn up their children to Molech, which is actually himself, right, is a worshiping Satan, right, worshiping devils. And, and we see that in the Bible. And so God has to judge his people. However, even as Israel follows other gods, there's always that true remnant that God can bring his promises through. So the prophecies of the Messiah continue, and they describe this idea of the Messiah having total dominion of the earth and saving humanity, right? The salva- salvation of the entire human race and their role and their place as the head of and the dominion over the earth that God created for them. So we especially like Isaiah 9, 6, especially with Christmas coming, um, that it talks about God's ruler on the earth will be born as a child, right? So unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the in, Of the increase of his government and kingdom, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the Lord of the hosts will perform this. So we see he's going to be given the government. And then in uh, we see the glory of the Messiah's dominion in Daniel 7, 13 through 14, where he says, I was watching in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of days and they brought him near to him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations and language languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom is one which shall not be destroyed. So there's the promise. God said he's going to do it. And look what a promise that is for us. It's on our behalf. It's the, it's the descendant of the woman who's going to redeem uh, all of humanity and gain back what was lost in the garden. We also, we've talked about Psalm 2 before, but Satan gets the whole world to unite and fully turn against God. And this seems to be what's happening now. But we know that God will triumph and transfer all the authority to the Messiah. So remember in Psalm 2.1, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his Messiah, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast their cords from us. 
and down in verse 8, it shows what he's going to do. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. He that will rule with a rod of iron. So he's going to rule with a rod of iron, and that's why Satan's so desperate to thwart these prophecies. And so after all these prophecies and promises, finally Jesus is born and um, describes these dominion principles by uh, of how Satan is trying to thwart or usurp this authority given to humans. Um, it's actually not in this passage. It's actually not the Pharisees committing this coup that Jesus is describing. It's Satan, but he must elicit sinful men to perform the coup. So Jesus reveals this in a parable in Matthew twenty-one thirty-eight. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. So as it turned out, though, even though Jesus describes this is what's happening, oh, you think you can kill the heir, throw him out, and you can have dominion, you can have uh, the inheritance, it's obviously God's not going to let that happen. As it turned out, Satan did the, did the worst thing possible because he did not understand Jesus' purpose and that killing him was exactly God's plan to accomplish the 315 prophecy. We even see this in 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 8. Um, but we speak of wisdom of God in a mystery, hidden wisdom that God ordained before the ages for our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So we see that his atoning death and resurrection is what brought us back into rightful standing. And we're just waiting for everything to be reset. So it says in Hebrews two fourteen through 15, that as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part in the same, Jesus that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And in Colossians 2, 15, 14 through 15, it says that having wiped out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken them out of the way, nailing it to his cross, having disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. And we see also in John twelve thirty one that Jesus himself says, now is the judgment of this world. Now the rulers of this world will be cast out. And if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to me. And so we see that in this dominion, in this quest for dominion, Satan is trying to gain it and he will have a time. But I tell you folks, um, He is not going to win. Jesus has already triumphed on our behalf, and we are the heirs of salvation. We are the heirs if we wait patiently for the rest of the prophecies to be fulfilled. And I just want to remind you, friends, please, please, please share the gospel today. And if you don't know Jesus, I ask you, let him know, I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. You can trust him. He loves you so much. It's a good plan. Until next time. God bless you. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. 
Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 